We're going to, uh, we have arrived at um, the last gift of the Holy Spirit um, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Uh, last week we looked at tongues um, and tongues that uh, come in a way to bring forth an interpretation. Also tongues that also have different uh, uh, meaning as well. We touched on that last week. So those of you that weren't here last week, um, you can go back in the archives and look at the kinds of tongues or different or diverse kinds of tongues, different tongues for different situations. Okay. And so we are looking at this morning, the interpretation of tongues. I'm fully expecting all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit to be operative among us, um, to, to take place in our prayer meetings. And t- whenever we gather uh, this public uh, service on a Sunday, I'm expecting um, for the heavens uh, to open and we will see what was uh, taking place in the church at Corinth. So in the church at Corinth, all of the nine gifts were operative, but when you read the letters of Paul um, to his readers there in Corinth, uh, you will also notice a great amount of carnality uh, and ignorance um, and competitiveness um, that was in the church as well. And um, Paul spent a good while at Corinth building the church, and, and they end up turning against him. It's really ironic, you know, this is the church that he labored so much, and uh, they end up actually really turning against him. Um, and uh, it, it just shows that um, um, humans are humans, and that these things do happen. But his love, when you look at the second letter to the Corinthians, he really uh, pleaded uh, uh, to them. And, um, and so this uh, interpretations of tongues, okay? So uh, let us pray, our God and our Father, as we uh, about approach your word to deliver your word. Uh, Father, I just ask that you lift self out of me and that you hide me behind the cross. I'm asking, oh God, that you will open the understanding of your people as they listen. Let the spirit of revelation pour forth, oh God, today as people listen. And I pray, oh God, that angels will be distributing gifts, Lord Jesus Christ, in this place in the lives of God's people. And we vow, as always, Lord Jesus, to give you all the glory and all the honor and the praise in Jesus' uh, mighty name. Okay, so verse 10. Uh, in, uh, interpretation of tongues, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, um, last of the gifts, interpretation of tongues. Okay, a number of things we, uh, that must be said about um, uh, this gift of interpretation of tongues. First, the interpretation of tongues. So this is not our prayer language according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1, he or she that speaketh in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men but speak to God. For when he or she speaks, you are edifying yourself, you are building up yourself. That's different Okay, that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, a prayer language, uh, a language that can be used as well to praise uh, uh, God as it, took, as it was in the day of Pentecost. And so um, this is different. Uh, this particular gift of tongues, um, this is a tongue that... Uh, in a public setting that uh, can come about before the minister or the person who 
the Spirit of God will give that utterance, uh, will have some kind of understanding because the Bible says the Spirit is subjected to the prophet, to the person, the person that's going to bring this tongue that is different from, as I said, your prayer language, um, will wait for a moment in the service before or after um, worship or at the end of worship and uh, that uh, utterance would like forcefully come out of him or her. And then what will happen, an interpretation will follow by either the same person or a different person. And so that utterance or that interpretation is, will be prophetic. As I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 explains this because it was the most misused and abused gift, tongues, and interpretation. And 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul wrote that letter to correct the church, to bring the church in order. Remember, they didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the New Testament. They only had the Scriptures, which is the Old Testament. So when he says Scripture, that's referring to the Old Testament. Okay, so Paul, so the word would have got back to Paul, or the Holy Spirit would have spoken to Paul concerning what's happening in Corinth with these gifts, and especially tongues, and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And by the Holy Spirit, Paul will put pen to paper, and he will begin to write uh, to bring some kind of sanity uh, into the church at that time with these gifts because there just was competitiveness that was going on uh, when it comes to tongues. And when you read uh, Corinthians 14, you can see that Paul is saying um, to be silent if it's not um, if there's no interpretation. So let's continue to uh, look at some information. Okay, first, the interpretation of tongue is not the ability to understand a language. This is what some of the body of Christ teaches, that um, it's a translation of a language. It isn't. Let's continue to um, uh, go further. Uh, that one has already learned. It's not a under, you cannot understand a language that one has already learned. It is rather supernatural ability to understand someone speaking in a language in which they have never learned. A supernatural ability comes upon the person who is going to now interpret this strange tongue that is coming forth. It's a message. God wants to say something. A prophetic uh, word wants to come forth. And uh, the person who has that gift of interpretation, their spirit will be quickened and it will be so clear what is being said in tongues, the, the understanding coming. Just like how you can understand English, okay, if I start speaking Japanese, okay, it, uh, uh, I can speak a bit of it <laughs> because of the martial arts that I used to do. Obviously, uh, you won't understand um, uh, 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 that uh, uh, language, uh, but um, imagine someone speaking Japanese and all of a sudden you have the ability to unravel that. Well, this is a tongue, doesn't this mean it's a language? Um, it's a, a tongue from heaven that comes up in a person and it comes out forcefully. And da da da. And uh, I've been in what the church I grew up in was a Pentecostal church, and we used to see this operation of the gift regularly on a, in a Sunday service, not in a prayer meeting, but in a Sunday service. These things also happen in prayer meetings, but I, I've got to see this. Uh, gift in operation on a Sunday service, a full church. 
a packed out church that somebody at the front or over the side would just at a point where the minister was just about to preach after the worship has finished or someone came and gave a rendition, a song, and the minister just about to come up and really loud. And uh, you watch the uh, congregation when silent, one or two people who uh, are still not yet um, uh, um, disciplined will start to speak. And uh, some of the mature brethren will try and quiet those who have not yet to control their spirit yet. Because obviously your spirit will be bearing witness to a particular tongue that's coming forth and it's a message. And you know, it's at that time that the devil, that the devil wants to interrupt. He would try and do everything to deflect, to interrupt um, <clears throat> that tongue or the, most of all, the interpretation. And it's for those brethren that were there who were spiritual they were able to bring some kind of order. But as I said, this, as I grew up in church, I saw this regularly. And um, <clears throat> at times, some of the words could be really frightening. And um, sometimes it's a, it's a prophetic uh, uh, word. Um, remember a lady um, just came forth to give a message and she was talking Way about in, in, in the end times. I mean, back then in the 80s, uh, when she began to say, if you have not seen the Tower of London uh, yet, the Tower of London, she said, that that's going to go. Uh, she said she saw a massive earthquake and the graves, the coffins were just coming up uh, from the ground and this, uh, 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 the, the crown jewels and stuff was swallowed, all these things. And, you know, and it's only in, in the 2000s I see people writing books of they're having visions of the city and what's going to happen and earthquakes, an earthquake will take place and, and so forth. But back then, when this woman had this, it was like so real. She was saying that, you know, you should be storing food, store cans of food, store cans of food. She was saying, you know, it's, wow, I mean, back then. And there wasn't much teaching and stuff like that on, the, uh, 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 on these gifts. But uh, when it operates, you, you knew the person who had the gift of interpretation. It was very few people, only counted on one hand, I could remember, that had the gift of interpretation. Or they would speak in a tongue, and after that, there'd be a bit of silence... And then the same person, this was a woman, would just bring forth the interpretation. Powerful. So the church is edified and built up because now the understanding of the tongue is now given. As I said, this is not speaking in tongues, your prayer language, that is different. And yes, God can give you some kind of understanding what you're saying as you pray in a prayer language. But the Bible did say that you don't speak unto men, but you speak unto God. For he that prayeth in an unknown tongue doesn't speak, uh, edifies themselves. And you also speak in mysteries. And so it's something that we should be using. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But this is different. Okay. And the, the, um, uh, the diverse Tongues and interpretation of tongues sometimes come together because part of that diverse is tongues for a message. Tongues for a message to come forth. Okay. And um, so it is possible that those who have the gift of tongues, the one to bring forth a message or prophetic word, uh, may also have the gift of interpretation. God wants to give the gift of interpretation. He wants that. Um, uh, and again, uh, I have seen some, you know, we, we, we've seen that even operated in uh, TCC here some time ago. And, um, and that, that means to bubble up that kind of a, a word. It's very difficult to, to keep that word down, although it is subjected to the person but the person begins to understand when that gift 
of tongues for a word, prophetic word to be given. Uh, they begin to understand that it is different from the you just praying silently in tongues. But this one just zoo, come forth. And so, um, and, uh, and so that's, that's why a church setting is good because this is where you can grow. And if um, you are not matured enough in a, a particular gift of tongues it's used in an incorrect way, then one can be corrected in a loving way uh, and so that you know how to then use that. We know that the devil is a counterfeit and he also wants to bring about um, words in the church that are not of God. And again, it's, it's, it's those who are spiritual like the pastors and others that are able then to say, okay, we have to deal with this person because what they are saying, it is nothing to do with God. And take that person aside and, and let them keep quiet. Um, that's discerning of spirits. You see now where the gifts of discerning of spirit is coming in. Mm, the spirit behind that word, mm, it's not God. Your spirit is picking up that the person is giving that that is not the spirit of God. Sometimes you, a person who's genuine can sort of miss it, and, but they're growing, and so you give way uh, for that. And that's what we want to do in Tabernacle Christian Center. We want to encourage people in the operations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm saying to you and beating that drum that God wants you, the ordinary uh, members of the congregation, uh, to operate in the gifts. It's not for an elite group of people. It's not just for pastors and leaders, it's for every believer, the gift of the Holy Spirit to be operative uh, for your life. Uh, uh, Derek, the late Derek Prince, a uh, great author and, uh, and speaker, uh, who is now with the Lord, um, uh, this is his uh, take on interpretation of tongues. So interpretation is the ability supernaturally given by the Holy Spirit to present a known language, the meaning of something that has previously been given out in an unknown language. Now, the person who brings the interpretation may be the same person who gives the Utterance. Okay, that's person that speaking in tongues, utterance, maybe the same person that now gives the interpretation in an unknown tongue. Or it may be another person. The scripture leaves room for either possibilities. And we're going to look at some scriptures uh, to do with that. Um, uh, another man of God. In his concordance, uh, more than the concordance, uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Uh, interpretation of tongues is the supernatural showing forth by the Spirit, the meaning of an utterance, which being given in other tongues, it is not translation of tongues, it is the interpretation of that tongue. The gift of interpretation of tongues is the least of this gift because it has to um, depend on another gift. The utterance in tongues has to depend on another gift, someone that will interpret that gift. And in the church at Corinth, what was happening is that people were out loudly disrupting the service, disrupting the preacher as he was preaching. And there was no interpretation given. And as you read further in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul said, listen, if an unbeliever came into your service, he or she would think you guys are crazy. This is what was happening. You can get the picture. It was sometimes just chaos going on. Thank God we have the Bible. But sadly, in some churches, chaos still goes on. That people are not controlling their spirit. 
And so in services, you have people uh, standing up and giving out tongues, and another one standing up, giving out tongues, and another one standing up, giving out tongues, and there is no interpretation. Paul said, listen, sit down, be quiet. I'd rather you speak five words in English in your mother tongue than to go and go and go and go and go and go in a language that no one can understand. That's what he says. So there is order in everything. There is order in everything. Now, uh, I must repeat again because people may just be watching this particular um, uh, 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 clip. There is a time that as the body, congregation, we can begin to pray in tongues. That is different. Now, there is now order. As the minister says, okay, we're going to stop and we're going to start praying in tongues. That's decency and that's in order. And then what will follow that, something uh, will, will follow that as the Spirit of God sometimes will lead uh, the person that is standing there to praying tongues that God wants to um, bring a, a direction to the service. He wants to reveal, bring a revelation on something to pray about. So that's completely different from tongues, okay? Uh, um, but I just want to just throw that in uh, because some people say, well, you, as a pastor, I, you know, you, you tell the congregation to speak in tongues and there is no kind of direct message coming forth, but you can see that there is a direction in uh, that service. Sometimes, most of the times, it comes in prayer meetings when we gather for prayer, a lot of praying in tongues. We're going to come up against the spirit of Freemasons now. We're going to come against the spirit of lodges and covens and witchcraft and people who are bound. We're going to start coming against those uh, uh, chains of darkness and and then we just all start going in tongues. And that's now warfare tongues. Yeah. Just hammering, just breaking chains, setting captives free. Lord, set people free or bound by witchcraft. Lord, Hallelujah. Those kinds of prayer meetings are powerful, setting the captives free. And, and sometimes later you may see people walk into the building that were involved or bound by witchcraft or just their soul was sort of captured and their destiny stolen. And they've just been wasting their lives and all of a sudden their eyes are just open. That's the Spirit of God breaking chains and, and delivering people. And so... Uh, this is a gift, this tongue and interpretation of tongue. It is a gift that we're going to see a lot of in these last days. We're going to see, uh, see a lot of the vocal gifts that will be coming out because so much will be happening in the world. There'll be so much uncertainty and fear. The Bible says in Matthew 24, Luke 21, that men's hearts are going to be failing them for fear because of what's coming on the land what will be happening uh, uh, in the earth. It's going to be great terror and great fear. And so you will find out that as the people of God will assemble and gather for worship, there is going to come tongues and interpretation of tongues or direct prophecy. So to give God's people comfort and encouragement uh, and, uh, and let us know of what is ahead of us. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to bring these things about. And um, we must, as I said, desire spiritual gifts. If there's no desire, then nothing's going to happen. God just looks for people and hearts that want everything that is to receive in the Bible. I want everything. And the book of Acts is the template. Church, I want you to understand. The book of Acts is the template for God's church. It hasn't finished. Acts is just the acts of the Holy Spirit. And the acts of the Holy Spirit hasn't finished. So it's the only unfinished book in the Bible because it continues acts of the Holy Spirit. And so we should be earnestly seeking and uh, pursuing uh, that God will break uh, through in the church, that we will have prophetic utterances um, uh, be given uh, so God can reveal things that are going on in the world.
Wow, there's some things that are just coming to my spirit. My Lord, okay. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay, so it does not operate unless tongues have been in operation. That is the interpretation of tongues. The purpose of this gift is to render the gift of tongues intelligible. In other words, to give the understanding. The interpretation makes your intellect understand what that tongue, that strange language that was being spoken, now made to understand to the hearers so that the church as well as the person speaking uh, of the gift may know what has been said and everyone is now edified. Now Paul said in the letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, let's look at that, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number uh, 5, I wish you all spoke with tongue. I wish you all. So you can see uh, where Paul is coming from. He's not condemning. He's not diminishing tongues uh, for an interpretation. He's not discouraging the people. He knows what's going on in the churches. Great confusion. And so he says, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more, even more that you prophesy. For he or she who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Unless indeed, unless indeed that person interprets that the church may receive edification. So again, try and get a picture here. You could see what uh, some of the things that Paul is bringing out uh, from this letter. Uh, there's people who are just speaking out in tongues throughout the service. And some of them were going on for a very long time. With no interpretation. So he says, I'd rather you just prophesy. I'd just rather you just give the word. Instead of just going on and on and on and there is nothing. But he starts this by saying, I wish you all spoke. To not quash Tongues in itself. And sadly, we know that parts of the body of Christ, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 is the most rejected or discouraged chapters in the whole of the Bible to be used for today. As I said, a good part of the, the body of Christ do not believe these gifts are for today. Our Baptists, traditional Baptist brothers and sisters say that these gifts are not for today because they did not have the full Bible. That's why they had the gift then. It sounds intellectual. It sounds, sounds plausible. But uh, so what about those people who have the gifts? of the spirits. What have they got then? A devil? And, and, and then there's nowhere in the scriptures that we can see that the gifts died out uh, with the last apostle as being taught by uh, uh, some of our brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. They're still going to heaven, by the way, because it is not a salvation issue, but they will miss out massively uh, when you could have the gifts of healings being demonstrated, uh, the gift of tongues helped build you up, and um, what the Lord has showed me concerning tongues that we're living in a time it's not like yesteryear. There's greater evil on the earth today. The thickness of the spiritual darkness is greater than ever before. Demons that weren't released 2,000 years ago are being released today. These are demons that have been chained up. They've been released. These are terrible spirits that are, are coming on the earth to cause such chaos and destruction. 
they will come to the church, they will affect a lot of Christians that are not living right. And uh, where the gifts of the Spirit is not in operation, my Lord, people who did not believe in tongues, the Spirit of God will be moving in such a way that they're going to be using or, or seeking the gifts because of what's happening. Oh, there's some things I'm trying to hold back. AI is just going to be artificial intelligence. If ever time that we need discerning of spirits, because now people used to say, seeing is believing. It's not going to be like that anymore. AI can take my speech, my body, and get me to say anything that I'm not saying. And you won't be able to tell the difference. You can't now. 2014, when AI really was beginning to take off and they were doing some of those things, but what they can do now, what they can do now, Russia used it during the war, in the early part of the war. They got Levensky actually saying something that he was not saying. That's why there is great worry with the government authorities concerning this technology to somehow, how are we going to control it? They can get someone on television saying things that they didn't say. Even the actors and actresses are getting worried because they don't need, Hollywood don't need them anymore. And it was used in the last guy that did the, whatever, anyway. I watch a lot of film, but it was used. Then a younger person with the older person there, AI, splitting, splitting image. So you can see what could be happening. Now they could put a, an image of Pastor Derek doing something that he's not doing. Being at a place that he wasn't there. But you see, you will see me. And you will not be able to tell the difference. That's now. That's now. That's not to come. So when you are on your social media, seeing now that seeing things, you don't even know. So this is where discerning of spirit is needed. See, what is happening now has never happened. Never happened. I really want the church to understand. Why the Lord wants to, is going to bring about these nine gifts in a different dimension and power that we have never seen. This is not the time to be complacent as Christians. It is very dark times. But the Bible says that he will arise as darkness cover the people the Lord will arise. Darkness covered the earth. The Lord will arise over his people. So God's glory is going to come forth. And just the things that we are seeing and that we are hearing, and uh, it's just going to get worse. Oh, my gosh. I, ooh, I have to hold myself back uh, uh, for some of the things that um, I, I, I know in my spirit. Uh, the Lord has shown that it's, it's, it's going to deceive a lot of people. There was an AI church. There were people queuing around the church in California. An AI preacher. They can summon all the messages now. That's why data has been collected over all the years on everything. And they don't need an actual physical minister. Hallelujah. Last days, we need to pray for these gifts. We need to pray for the operation, the manifestation, or the outshowing of these nine gifts. It's going to be, and the Lord already showed me of the hologram, what that is going to, showed me a dream many years ago, a few years ago, and showed me what company is going to 
uh, really take that to another level. Hologram, using hologram, but it's, it's going to be tied with the AI and um, the things that it's going to cause um, uh, uh, to happen uh, in these last days. Um, and Satan is at the helm of this thing. It could be used for good. As we know, computers are used for good. Computers are used for evil. Oh, I've got to pull myself back. Okay. My Lord. When someone gives an utterance in tongues, which is meant to be interpreted, the person who is used in interpretation, that is, if different than the one given the utterance, should immediately begin to be in tune with the Spirit, as the Lord may desire to use him or her in the operation of that gift. So, so when someone now comes out with an utterance in tongues, the person that God normally uses uh, uh, should begin to tune in and have a switch on. A message is coming forth, Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is able to download the message, the word, the prophecy that uh, uh, the Lord wants to bring at, at that time. And um, yes, Lord, bring it on. Bring it on, Lord. We need this, uh, these uh, wonderful gifts. These are awesome gifts. Remember that every gift here in uh, Revelation, in, in uh, Corinthians uh, verse 12, is supernatural. It's supernatural. You cannot manufacture it. It is supernatural. Jesus is the distributor of the gifts and the Holy Spirit manifests it at will as he wills through you or anyone else. Beautiful. Sometimes there will be several people in the service who have a gift of interpretation. So more than one person can actually has the gift of interpretation. In this case, all should be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, leading. However, the Lord will use one of the several. That one should be ready and prepared, spiritually speaking. And uh, we can look at that scripture. So remember, the interpretation of tongues is not a translation. It is not a translation. Now listen to this. Some may wonder at times when you, those of you that were, have seen that gift in operation, why the interpretation would be somewhat shorter or longer than the length of the tongue that was given. So someone could, when that tongue is in operation for interpretation, it could just be few words. But yet the interpretation is far longer. It is not a word-for-word -word translation. Or the, the tongue could be long, but the interpretation short. It's the Spirit of God giving the interpretation of that tongue that's coming forth uh, in uh, uh, the service. And so uh, the reason is because, as stated, it is an interpretation and not a translation. Consequently, at times it may be longer or shorter depending on the language that was used in the initial utterances. So I um, hope you're getting a sort of a, an understanding of this um, strange but uh, very much needed gift to manifest. Now, we can't 
And this is where Christians are going to be careful. Well, I, 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 don't want, I, don't, I don't want that because it sounds all kind of whatever. Listen, if Jesus is giving it, it's got to be good. It is not natural. It is supernatural. And every believer uh, should want to be a blessing to help strengthen and Build up God's people. And so uh, that gift may just come on you. You may just find out that that gift is there without you even desiring or even asking. You may find out that a few of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit operates through you. That is just the grace of God when you look at Matthew 25, where Jesus distributed to one, five, to the other, two, and to another, one. So it's, it's God puts that grace as he wills, where you find a person who is able to operate in a number of the gifts. That is the grace of God. It's not because that person is so wonderful. It's a gift from the master to be used with humility and not for one to lord themselves over someone else and says, I'm better than you because I've got three gifts operating through me. You haven't even got one yet. It doesn't make you better. But yet this is what happened here at Corinth. This is what happens in the Churches today, charismatic and Pentecostal churches, they think they are more spiritual than their brothers and sisters. Oh, or even this, this has happened in the church. Look how the devil is a real devil. Listen, someone in the congregation has the gift of healing. Person prays for people and they're sick. The pastor may not operate in that gift. So the devil comes to that person and says, You are better than the pastor. You should be pastor. Why don't you open your own church? This has happened. This has happened so many times. The person has not that grace to be a pastor. But now power's gone to his head, popularity, and he thinks, oh, I've got this gift, I can draw people. But he hasn't got the grace to shepherd people. And you find that there is quick growth because of a manifestation. It's the gifts of the Spirit, it's a genuine gift of the Holy Spirit that isn't operating. But the person doesn't know how to teach, doesn't know how to shepherd the people, and is now destroying sheep. Or she is destroying sheep. Because of a gift that is functioning through that person's life, because the power gifts like miracles and healings, those are gifts that really make the person look good. And, 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 and they think, oh, I'm outshining the pastor because I'm giving prophetic words. Notice as when we started this teaching, the gifts are there to build, not to dominate, to control, not to lift up ourselves above another person. It's a grace, a gift that is operating through your life. As I said, it doesn't make you more spiritual than anybody else. If we can sort of understand that, it stops our head from going places that you shouldn't go. Pride, in other words, pride. You know, people now are looking to me, you know, have you got a word for me? Have you got a word for me? Have you got a word? For and now you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I've got a word. And now it's not really the spirit of God that is operating for you now. Because now you've got a wrong intention, wrong motives. You want to draw people to yourself. This, this happens all the time in the church. They use their gift to draw people to themselves. And then they can now go and start another fellowship. Be careful because 
we will see the nine gifts in full manifestation in Tabernacle Christian Center. Some of you that are not moving in the gifts as yet will begin to move in the gifts. You will hear something and perhaps not do anything because it's your first time and then you probably ask someone who's mature, this is what I was picking up. What, what do you think? And so they're learning. They're learning the way the way the Holy Spirit uses them will be different, will be different from how he used another person. Different, the Bible says, it's a different administration, but the same spirit. So how he operate through me with that particular gift, he will operate for another in a different way. And because some people think, well, it's not the same like pastor, how he moves, so it can't be God. And you begin to quench the spirit. And there's some that actually gets jealous anyway when people are operating in a gift, um, uh, get jealous of that person, and they're doing everything to discourage that person. And uh, I pray not in this place. Hallelujah. God has gifts and calling for every person in Tabernacle Christian Center. And when we understand that, how we can be one and be used by God to strengthen and to advance the kingdom, it is beautiful. And you've got to understand, I trust that, that the devil will do everything to cause dissension, division, splits, and all the garbage that is used from the first century church. But he did. But the Lord is causing us to be wiser so we'll be aware when we sense, listen, the carnality of our flesh trying to rise up in pride to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think because we are expressing a wonderful oratorical gift and it's just a blessing to the people and we're thinking, aha, I'm the next best thing since sliced bread. You are a mortal being. It's the grace of God that is operating through you and you must never forget that. No matter how many you have by people, and says, Wow, you're really mighty. Oh Lord, I will say this. Yes. The devil will in any way try to get you to exhort yourself when a gift is in operation. Pride. Please be aware. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, remember that's for a message to be given, let there be two or three at the most, uh, uh, two uh, or at least the most three, each in turn and let one interpret. That's, that's order. So you can see that everyone just was interpreting, giving a different interpretation. Just giving, and the church was in confusion. Oh, what is God saying? That's why he put this here. No matter how many different people spoke in tongues during a meeting, which Paul limited to uh, uh, free. Only one person was to give the interpretation. There was not to be multiple interpreters, which was happening. When the supernatural gift of speaking in tongues was used in a worship service, according to the scripture, the uttered message is to be interpreted. Back then, it wasn't. 
okay? Paul made this clear when he wrote to the Corinthian church and said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 26, and we're going to keep reading uh, uh, down uh, uh, this, uh, these verses. Verse 26, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, each of you has a psalm, a song, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has a interpretation. Let all be done for building up, building up edification, building up the church. Hallelujah, verse 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three, each in, in turn, and let one interpret. We looked at that, verse 28. But if there is no interpreter, let that person keep silent in the church and let him or her speak to themselves and God. So this is, very, uh, this is very clear because of what was happening in the church. There is no interpreter. Stop going on. That's what Paul was saying because this is what was going on. Nobody was giving interpretation and the person still speaking and nothing was able to be done properly. Paul says that person now, there's no one Keep quiet and speak to God instead of disrupting and bringing chaos to a public service. That's what the devil wants. The devil is the author of confusion. And so it's the devil that wants those things to take place. Where there is ignorance, ignorance, the devil can play on those ignorance. When there's no teaching and explanation, the enemy that is an open door. That is a red flag to the ball where there's ignorance. And that's why there was so much uh, uh, problem um, there. And so um, verse 29, let two or three prophets, doesn't necessarily mean that you're a prophet, okay, the ones who are speaking, speak and let the others judge. Or the others, the others are the spiritual people. Uh, in the church, the more mature people in the things of the Spirit to now be diagnosing. Hmm. Yeah, that's God. That is God. That, that is God. Um, when you see this gift that is operations day, it's really beautiful. You see in, uh, I mean, Jimmy Swaggart service is the only service, church service that is live every uh, Sunday uh, for well, it's, it's been more, more than any other television uh, uh, evangelist. His, his, his church is, is on television every week. And you see at times where that gift is in operation. And as I said, it normally comes after the worship or when the speaker's about to come on or after the speaker, the preacher, preach. And uh, so because the gift operates on a regular basis in the church, so they have microphones um, in parts of the building, and there is a particular, you get to uh, 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 work out that it's the same person, sometimes it's the same person who has the gift of interpretation, and it comes out so strong, and it's a, it's a blessing. And then, you know, the, the, the camera has a wide angle, so, you know, you're looking at uh, Jimmy Swagger and the other pastors to see how they are judging, they're listening, and you can see where the witness comes. Beautiful! Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And as I said, you know, I grew up in a church where this gift was in operation. Sometimes it was misused and not understood, uh, ignorance. And, but you saw that gift operate. And um, it was really uh, mostly through one person that, that we know very uh, uh, well and encouraged us in times of great difficulties um, when we were in church that brought um, the interpretation. And everyone knew that when she, this woman gets up and begin to prophesy or speak in tongues, then interpret, you know it, everybody's silent because you know God is going to speak. 
And a uh, person obviously is tested and known and stuff like that because what they said has come to pass. And um, yes, and, and so as I said, God wants to bring these operations of the gift, not just in a backroom prayer meeting, but in a Sunday public worship service. And as I said, where we will have people that will judge, and if someone probably even have a straightforward prophetic word, they should, if you're not the person that normally speaks, then that is to be said to someone else of the leadership before it is spoken in church until we, the leaders, have proven the person, this is how you keep order, this is how you stop the devil from coming in and causing chaos, or someone who just wants to listen to their voice and be heard, um, that you speak to someone in authority, you know, this came to me, and, you know, they can judge, it could be God speaking to you directly. It may not be for public hearing. And so that's where we need, uh, we have mature people um, that will be able to discern with wisdom um, if that word is to then someone stand here and give that word, got the okay by the leaders. Amen. Hallelujah. And so um, uh, we, we, we're coming down, we're coming down. I think we're in verse um, 20. Uh, 30, but if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. So as I said before in the teaching, you may, in a church, you can have, it can be possible that there is more than one interpreter one into, and here is now Paul giving the order how order in the house of God is to be maintained and be kept. So if an unbeliever comes in, they will be in awe and not thinking, these guys are crazy. 31, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Wow, one by one, here it is. Again, you can have that just coming uh, 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 one after the other, several people. As I said, that gift in these last days is going to be prevalent. It's going to be prevalent. It is needed more than ever before. Okay, verse 32. And the spirit of the prophet, that's the person who is speaking, not necessarily mean that you are a prophetess or a prophet. And we touched on that in the beginning. Uh, uh, it's, it's subjected to that person. Um, again, this is where I grew up in a church and we, we used to see this gift of tongues uh, being misused. And that's mostly on ignorance, um, where the person had no control. I have no control of myself. And yet we can see clearly here that the spirit is subjected. Uh, you can uh, wait until there's an appropriate time to bring forth that tongue. And uh, I remember seeing at times you, you have a number of people just going off in tongues. And there was no interpreter. As we just read, Paul says that person, person or persons, be quiet, sit down. And just speak to God. Oh, I don't know what came over me. I couldn't control myself. I couldn't control myself. Well, okay. Um, you have to learn because this script is pointing to the Bible. Pointing to the Bible, you can uh, control uh, yourself and, and be more disciplined. And uh, at times, the interpreter is not there. And that tongue was a genuine tongue, but there was no one to interpret. So that person then sits down and the service continues. But again, the person that gives the utterance, you yourself, you can pray to God, Lord, I ask for the interpretation of tongues. And God can give you that because he sees your heart is pure, genuine. You want to be a blessing. You don't want to show off. You just want to be a blessing to the body of Christ. And uh, someone can give a straight forth prophecy, a prophetic word, 
the Lord is saying, da, 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 da. and that word we touched on prophecy, so you can relate back to that uh, uh, sermon uh, and so forth. So uh, the last of the nine gifts over the week that we have been um, uh, uh, studying on, and uh, I really do hope and pray that um, you have learned something and it um, has motivates you. I want to say this as I'm closing. What I said at the beginning, uh, according to uh, uh, um, um, Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14, it says, pursue love. I hit that drum again and again. Pursue love. So when the love of God is operating in your heart, all this foolishness that was happening in the church wouldn't be happening. When people were competitive, where people were trying to show themselves to be more spiritual than the other person, all that won't be there. Pursue love, pursue love. Let love abound in your hearts. Let love abound in each one of our hearts for one another, that we love one another. We don't have these hang-ups and, and biases and prejudices and indifferences. All of these things are works of the flesh, and we all need to work on some of those areas in our own life. As John uh, the Baptist says, I must decrease and he must increase. Well, it's talking about Jesus physically, obviously rising up and taking over, but we can look at that in another sense of, Lord, help self, self in me to decrease this flesh that wants to be heard, that wants attention, Lord, to decrease, Lord, fill me with your love, Lord, impact my life with your love so that I am able to love others, I'm able to see others through your eyes, even if there's things about that person that annoys my spirit. Jesus says, love them. Hallelujah. Amen. Even though you may know something about that person, love overlooks. Overlooks, the Bible says, a multitude of sin, which that word sin there in the Greek is faults. And guess what? We all have faults. We are all a work under construction. No one is better than the other. Pursue that type of love. It's called agape. It is unconditional. It is not based on condition. I love you if you love me. If you don't love me, if you don't shake my hands, then I'm not going to shake yours. I'm not. No, we don't want that fleshy carnality junk. Get that out of the church. For Jesus says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciple. True disciples. Because you have what? Love one for another. Church, love one another with God's love and desire spiritual gifts. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are wonderful. I sense your presence once again, Lord, and so grateful, Lord, for your presence that is present in this place. Thank you for speaking to our hearts uh, today. And I pray that you will bless this teaching to our hearts now, Lord, that you seal it in our hearts. And Lord, that you will deal with all the other stuff all the junky stuff that is there that needs to go. Lord, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that you will guide them, that you will lead them into all truth, that, Holy Spirit, you will ignite a supernatural love of God that they will pursue and begin to desire spiritual gifts, that we will see all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit being operative. Uh, through ordinary people under the sound of my voice. Lord, I do ask for this particular gift of discerning of spirits. Lord, I pray, increase that gift in greater measure. Holy Spirit, as you can administrate that gift in so many different ways, let your, the will of God be done in that area so that we are not deceived by counterfeits agents of the devil, Lord, that comes to cause confusion. 
Lord, I pray that you will cause our spirit to know who is who. So we are not hoodwinked, deceived, or led astray. Lord, I pray for the protection of your people. Lord, from the subtle, subtle and uh, subtle ways of the enemy and cunning ways of the enemy that he comes to deceive us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be vigilant, sober, and alert at all times. I give you thanks and all the glory today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.